Welcome to the Simple Origins podcast, a place where simplicity, minimalism, sustainability and gratitude meet to inspire Australians to live more with less. Hi, I'm Chelsea Jarrod and today we are really lucky to have Shanna Kennedy on the show. Shanna is one of Australia's leading life coaches. I worked with her a few years ago and I can say hand on heart that she actually changed my life. Welcome, Shanna. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Yes, we are very excited to be recording our first podcast. Um, Tell me, how did you come to be a life coach? That's such a great question and it's something people ask me all the time because I've been a coach for so long. It's like been nearly 20 years now, so I was probably one of the first nearly in Melbourne. So it started with I was in sports sponsorship and I had about 200 athletes that I had to look after and I saw so much destruction where who are they without their sport? So no one had a retirement plan. In those days when athletes finished their career, they just went from hero to zero overnight and they were on the scrap heap. And nobody really thought past their sport because they were quite invincible when they played sport. So I saw a lot of alcoholism, gambling, uh, marriages break up, saw them lose all their money. You know, it was really quite sad and destructive. So while I was going through a burnout myself, I got chronic fatigue. I was actually in bed for a year after working seven days a week for about five years in a row because I thought everything was so important that I was thinking about these athletes and I hired a life coach um, for myself and nobody ever knew what that was but I had this real inkling that she was going to really be able to help me and and she showed me a pathway to simplify everything for myself and set some really basic goals again Um, but she really understood what I was going through so I decided then to study coaching and open up my own practice to support my health and well-being and not go back to that seven-day-a-week lifestyle and support athletes into their retirement and really help them. What is plan B? Who are you without your job? Take away your sport or your job or, you know, what you've been doing for the last 20 years on the roller coaster. Most people haven't developed themselves as an individual. So I got really passionate set up my business Um, athletes really don't like to pay for very much although these days they're actually really valuing having a plan having a life plan and um, everybody's really investing in thinking about taking responsibility for their future Mm, and being mindful I think about their life and planning as you say Mm. um, what comes next and it's really interesting what you were talking about in terms of um, finding out who they are and, and getting back to basics and back to that and that's where the answers lie yeah so you know we are not our job that's what we do and when you can come back to really going back into connecting with yourself and who you are and your values and your strengths and really understanding that the, what you're born with what your genetics are what your constitution is you can really start to plan for yourself and build something around your your uh, what you find interesting in life so can you give me a few examples of um, clients that have what what have their original values been and how have they changed their lives uh, well many in the corporate world which I just love working with they you know they're on the treadmill of life so they're same old same old working really hard going home working hard going home taking their laptops home doing work on the couch some take it to bed finish the day still on the laptop and they're going oh it's so important because I'm a director I'm a partner um, this is everything and I've earned my place on the at the table now 
But what's happened is that they have no longevity because they're all burning out. They're, they're ready for hospital, basically. They cannot keep up the pace. Um, for, for many women, they forgot to have children because they were so busy being aggressive and getting their spot on the table. They're having regrets. Their health is really suffering really badly in their relationships. So when they come to work with me, you know, my first job is to say, what are your values? Let's go back to what's in your belly. What are the three most important things? So for me personally, it's health, which is mental, physical and emotional. It's family happiness, which means I'm actually turning up to my family, being the best version of myself. And am I being a great wife, a great mom, a great friend, a great daughter, etc.? The third one for me is achievement. So I'm an A-type achievement junkie, perfectionist, overachiever, want to do more, bigger lists. Not healthy. Totally not healthy. So I've had to learn to work with my values and make achievement healthy. So when they come to me and they go and learn their values, they go, oh, actually, I do value my marriage and my family. Great. We're going to try Monday not bringing the laptop home. And it's horrific. It's like getting a person off heroin. So we set really simple goals to bring them back to simple basic living Mm -hmm. to match the values. And really within three or four months, we've transformed a whole person from a crazy, overworked, um, honoring their job more than anything else in their whole life because it's so important to really having perspective again and creating some nice boundaries and some nice structure to support themselves. And they start enjoying work again. And this is the thing I think that people feel like once they get to that level, there's an expectation that I must be responding to emails at nine o'clock at night. Mm. Like I feel like sometimes mm. we manufacture these expectations in our own minds and say, oh no, I can't take too much annual leave or I can't take parental leave because I'm a director now and what's expected of me. So it's interesting, you know, getting people to change that mind shift of self-care a lot more. Yeah, and some of the some companies are really investing in that now, and and it's coming from the top where the leader is the one going home first mm. and saying, "Well, I don't, I'm not sure why you're all staying because I'm going home. I've got it all sorted." And people are just afraid because it's sort of been drummed in of longer hours mean I'm more valuable, whereas actually, the leaders are looking at the ones who are going home, who do have balance, who are working on their health because they want to take them for the long ride. And they're, they're probably outputting better too. There is that mindset mm. of, I don't want to be seen to be getting up at the desk and leaving at five o'clock. Mm. Um, I heard once that Andrew Dimitri from the head of the AFL, yeah. he said when, when he was um, running the AFL, he said, I was home. I left the office every day at five o'clock and yeah. that was my commitment to my family. Yeah. And I led that by example. Yeah. Which I think well, my is husband's a, a CEO mm. and he's home at 5.30 That's every remarkable. single day unless he's traveling. And we have family dinner every night, not negotiable at the dining table. And he's a CEO. Things are happening. He's a CEO. He runs a major sport. Mm-hmm. Absolutely non-negotiable. And I think when your life is more in balance, you are better at your job. You it's make great decisions. Contributing, doesn't it? You yeah. make great decisions when you are coming from a place of, that is not resentful. Mm. I hate my job. I'm exhausted. Or burnout. Burnt out. When you come from a place with a full tank, you make exceptional decisions. So unless you protect the tank and protect the asset, which is yourself, which I talk about in my books, that's your job. Nobody's going to do that for you. No partner, no family member, no boss, no colleague will protect you. You have to honor the asset yourself and think about what your strategy is going to be. What are your non-negotiables? And that's where the simplicity comes in, is to really think about 
What are my non-negotiables in life? What are the things that if I drop, I start to spiral? So I meditate every day. I exercise for the first hour of every day. I have to get up at 5.30 to do that. So I'm back by 6.30 so I can wake up my kids for school. But I go out in the pitch black and I'm out there doing yoga or going walking or going to the gym. But it's non-negotiable because otherwise I'd be resentful, tired, but I'm fit and I'm excited and I'm motivated because of that one thing. That's how I start my day. I've already had a win. So with a lot of the clients, it's about what are your simple strategies that you can create a habit structure around that bring you to success. Hence the book, Simplify Structure Succeed. Definitely. And it's a pathway there where once you get that clarity, then you can structure your life to live your best life. And that leads to the ultimate success. Oh, it's so simple. Mm. When you have a decision to make, you consult your values. Does it add to my values or not? And if it doesn't, it's pretty easy to say no. When you're really clear... And you want to be the driver in life and not the passenger in life. You know, it's very easy to make decisions. It's very easy to get rid of all the noise and have some great strong boundaries because at the end of the day, you really want the best for yourself. And you know, it's interesting what you're talking about with saying no. I think that sometimes when you the things you say no to can define your life better than the opportunities that you say yes to. 100%. We don't say no enough no. to anything, yeah. do we? Well, 80% of the opportunities that are going to cross your path are a distraction. They, they, they're taking you off course all the time. So unless you're really clear about, you know, obviously we take a few little bends here and there. But they should all be heading in the same direction. So I absolutely agree that the things that we say no to are sometimes the most important decisions that we're going to make, not what we're saying yes to. Yeah, that's true, because then that's how you can define your, you know, your personal values and your boundaries. And I think boundaries are a big one as well, because um, it's very simple to say that these are my values. But then, as you say, there's a distraction that comes in and you think, oh, maybe I could just, you almost need to stop yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I define boundaries as like fences. Mm -hmm. So if you think that you've got a giant fence around you and there's a gate, and I keep the gate closed a lot. Mm -hmm. And when the opportunities come, I I have to make a decision. Am I going to open the gate and let that into my energy? Is that going to be a great return on energy for my time? Because every time we say yes, it takes time and energy and space. So every time I'm opening the gate, do I really want to open the gate or not? It's really simple in my brain then to think about the kind of decision that I'm going to make. Mm. And so what um, what sort of opportunities have you been saying yes to lately? When have you opened the gate? Oh, um, I have, uh, I'm writing more books, mm-hmm. which is great, which is really um, definitely on my path, but definitely very challenging because, you know, when I wrote my first book, I was like, oh, that's it. I've written everything I know. And I'm up to book number five, which is really interesting. So um, I keep growing. I keep learning. I've said yes to joining a book club, which is a learning book club. Mm -hmm. So every book um, has to improve us as human beings. So it's a book on habits or mindset or gut health. So we're learning and we're growing with a group of women who really want to learn. And we're not drinking wine or not. We're having a cup of tea. We're really discussing an incredible book. Um, So I've really sort of incorporated that in as well. Um, and what books have you spoken to like what books have you read lately that you love I just read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert which is all about fear and courage and not having to be so perfect so I I love that 
and I really love the judgment detox by Gabrielle Bernstein so really thinking about every time we judge other people what's happening to our energy and our self it's always going down and then we're starting to compare and, and every time we go into judgment we've taken the focus off ourselves. So to refocus back on ourselves to get back on track takes a lot of time and energy. So I really enjoyed the way that she put all of that to say every time you're judging, you just drop the ball on your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really powerful, really enjoyable. Yeah. And there is, we'll, we'll put the list of books in the show notes. We might put your top five learning mm. books. That'd be great. Yeah. But you write about, um, you know, sometimes we are our own harshest critics and how do we quieten that voice and stop judging ourselves and say, well, actually you can do this and you can achieve and, and overcoming fear too, mm. um, I think is a really big one. Well, I think a lot of it is our, our incredible mind, which has a mind of its own. And when it's not trained, it goes crazy and is wired for the negative. It is always wired for the negative. So I use affirmations a lot and retrain my brain every day. If you think of your brain like a computer program Mm -hmm. um, or a computer and you haven't put it in the program for the day, it will do whatever it wants and that will be negative and that will compare and that will will destroy your confidence at the end of the day and all you hear is your own voice. And this is where podcasts are great, audiobooks are great, because we're getting new teachers coming into our mind to help reprogram. So I always do my journal in the morning to say, what do I want to achieve from the day? And already start to program the brain to make sure it has a program to follow and I'm not just going to let it go wild and crazy. Mm, and being that purposeful, <laughs> living life purposefully, mm-hmm. I think is a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you always say, get in the driver's seat you know, you're the one, make sure that you're planning these things <coughs> and defining yeah. um, how you want your life to live. And that probably is broken down on a daily basis as well yes. as, you know, we talk about our 12-month plan and, and part of yeah. your coaching is a 20-year plan to really yeah. purposefully plan your life, which I think a lot of people fail to do. Oh, I love the 20-year plan mm. because you have to take into account what's going to happen to your body, um, what what your landscape is going to change. Like if you just added five years onto your onto your life now... You know, your kids are going to be at a different age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my kids are going to be driving cars. Like, it's a whole different landscape, and you have to sort of prepare yourself a little bit for that. But also set goals that, you know, you think, uh, like, for me, for me, yoga. I don't want to take up yoga at 70. I want to be able to do at 70 what I can do at 50. So mm-hmm. I want to be really investing in yoga now till I'm 90 years old. So it's about that longevity and what's something that I could grow my passion in and a lot of people say I don't know what I'm my passion is and I don't know what my purpose is and some people never will I'm very lucky I found my purpose which was coaching and I'll coach forever I I know that in my bones Mm. but your purpose can be broken down into the day what 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 do I find interesting today what do I want today to mean to me what what can I do to make myself feel a sense of achievement today and people think they need this big grand plan and grandiose challenge and, oh, I've found my purpose and my passion. Whereas for the majority of people, they're not born with that. We're not, we don't know. And we might not find out till we're 80. Mm. So until then, it's about finding the purpose of each day, how you can challenge yourself or what goal you want to set or what you want to learn, what you might find interesting that you might follow that path a little bit and see where it takes you. And even on a daily basis, thinking about how do I want to be as a mother today with my children? How do I want to be as a wife? 
Um, how do I want to define my marriage today? What am mm. I going to do? As you say, mm. put the laptop away and sit in bed and talk to your partner mm. um, about their day and, and really open up. Mm. It's amazing like when you go out on a date night, you have a very different conversation with your partner yeah. um, than just the day, day to day. So it's about oh, how yeah, we you've got to get that. out of the house. Mm. Oh, yeah, we love date night. No talking about kids. All we're allowed to talk about is what do we want to create together? So we're always talking about where do we want to travel? What do you want to learn? Um, how can we support each other? Um, how can we get our health better? You know, what do we want to do with our finances? So it's all positive and it's all moving forward. None of it's about rehashing problems or this is happening with this child and that's happening. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Let's not, let's have this space where it's just us to really make sure that we um, keep inspired keep connected keep supporting each other keep asking each other for support and keep the communication really nice and fresh mm-hmm. because this is the thing with with marriage isn't it you, you know the more you work on it the better it gets I think and yeah. I, I'm only five or six years into my marriage and yeah. um it's definitely getting better but it's yeah. there are challenges as well with having children and yeah. um you know you Being get busy tired. with work exactly mm-hmm. you're tired you're um you know your finances might be stretched or you might be trying to achieve certain goals and yeah it is a, yeah. probably comes into a lot of your coaching with helping people yes. um, establish those really positive thoughts. Well, they're for the, the non-negotiables. The Remember, we talked about simplifying life. So, to simplify mm. the marriage, the same thing is: what is the non-negotiable? We always greet each other with a big smile and a kiss and a "I love you," and we have our monthly date night. And we've been married for fifteen years, and it keeps getting better. Mm. We be, keep getting closer and closer and closer to each other and like we never thought possible is because we've made an investment that's non-negotiable because we don't always feel like going out for date night. We might be tired. We both travel extensively, but it's non-negotiable. And we thought, and once, we, once we're at the restaurant, it doesn't have to be fancy or anything like that. It can just be a local pizza. It doesn't matter. Once we're sitting there in that space, we just know that it was really worth the effort that simple act when you're tired busy with work kids are busy we're driving them around we're uber taxis for the kids that space is sacred even though we don't sometimes want it because we're too tired once we get there we really revel in it and i think pauses in life are so important whether it is that monthly date night pause or a longer pause Mm. um as you say you've got to you've got to put these moments in and just stop and reflect and step back and see the bigger picture yeah, we also go away every year for at least a weekend, if not a week, without our kids. <laughs> We're very lucky. Amazing. We're very lucky. We have very supportive grandparents who move in. However, um, we thought it would be imperative to take that opportunity because, you know, we love traveling with our kids and great experiences, but there is something really special about going back to going away for a weekend, just the two of you with, with no responsibilities. And life before children and remembering yeah. what that relationship was yeah. when it was probably a bit more exciting and you were yeah. dating. Yeah, you have to remember yeah. how, to, how to talk to each other for 24 hours and you have to go on long walks together and, and it's, in, it's in those long walks where you're not stopping for the kids all the time is that you can have conversations that are much longer than ever before, which is how we, you met, talking and for hours. And deeper as well, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. So it's those simple things. The small, simple things like that have the biggest impact. It's the simple daily practice of exercising for an hour every day, the first thing in the morning, 
has a massive impact because it's all cumulative, isn't it? If we save $50 a day every single day for the rest of our life, that has a big cumulative effect. It's not what we do randomly and occasionally. It's what are the non-negotiables. And the daily habits. I think there's a lot around Mm. habit forming as well Mm. and being really purposeful in that Mm. sense. Absolutely. And why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. yeah and shifting your habits as well and thinking why do I do that habit that's you know I, coming home and as you say just walking in the door and not talking about how tough your day was but actually just saying what did you learn today we often ask ourselves yeah. each other my husband and I what did you learn today and it can yeah. be something something really funny like yeah. you know I learned that if I give Sam pumpkin it goes all over my white t-shirt <laughs> you know yeah we have um at the dinner table which is non-negotiable again these are the little simple habits is what was the rose and thorn of the day so each person has to go around with what was great and what was bad about the day because we want the kids to be able to also express you know oh, this happened today which is really annoying or whatever it is but we just learn about each other the whole time then and it's non-negotiable to walk into our house uh, i know my husband and i before we walk into the house we sit in the car and we just take at least 10 breaths and let all the challenges of the day go all of my client stories go he lets all the athletes go and all the issues there and the selection policies and everything go and and then before you put the key in the door you make that decision am I going to inspire the family or am I going to drain them and you get to make that decision because you've taken a breath rather than walking in on the phone still grumpy tired you know resentful and that's the way you're greeting the most important people in your life which is the most important meeting of your day is when you walk in that door Mm, and leave your issues at the door walk in same when you go and meet your friends you Mm. know for those people listening that you know don't have a family it's exactly the same when you go and see your friends for dinner and you know i see people walk in and greet their friends appallingly i'm so tired and i'm exhausted and you know, this sucks or whatever. And it's really about, wow, these are your friends. Mm, you want to choose taking to be the a breath person. and bringing in the best version of yourself and being the inspiration and being the light. Um, you know, there's so much opportunity out there for people to enrich their lives by just simple, mm. simple things. And just changing the dialogue when someone says, how are you? Rather than saying, I'm tired, just say, I, say, I'm I feel really terrific. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very grateful for yeah. all of these things. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I always say, People say, how are you? I go, terrific. And they nearly fall off their chair because no one has used that word for so long. And that's what I'm love talking about, the language in mm. our brain, is if I tell myself I feel terrific because I still have chronic fatigue after 20 years, it just doesn't go away. I have to manage it every day. If I tell myself I feel tired and exhausted, I will in an instant. Mm. But I always say to myself, I feel terrific. You've had enough sleep. You're eating the right food you're fit, you're moving your body, you're motivated, yep, you feel terrific. But the other part of me is always saying I'm tired because I actually do have chronic fatigue. My dream doesn't work quite properly. Mm, but you're so, just choosing what you're yeah. portraying to the world and what you're telling yourself. And I think there is a lot around that self-dialogue mm. um, and what you tell yourself and getting rid of those negative thoughts and, and what you touched on around getting rid of the draining things in life and mm. whether that's um, a, a job that is draining you or a, a client that's challenging or a project that may not be quite right. It's it's part yeah. of that process, isn't it, just to get rid of those draining thoughts. Yeah. And and I think the work that people need to do is to reconnect with themselves. We are all unique, amazing human beings. Every one of us is completely different to the person you're sitting next to. 
and what my recipe and what your recipe is are two completely different recipes and you don't know your recipe until you've taken the time to go in to go what what makes me happy what do I love about myself because I am blessed with this incredible body that moves and and I can see and I can hear and I can taste and I can use my senses and I need to be a bit grateful for that instead of just comparing myself to all those people on Instagram and I look at the people doing yoga 20 years younger than me and I'm like well I can't quite do that so I can either make myself miserable or just come back and really focus on myself again mm-hmm. and comparison is the worst it is just the worst thing for mental health I think yeah. in Instagram social media doesn't really help there's no. a lot of positive things but then I think yeah. people need to understand that it's like when you know, you go into the office on a Monday and someone says, how was your weekend? And they talk about all the great things. Yeah. They don't talk about that they did the washing or yeah. I feel like Instagram's like that. It's the highlights. But yeah. I think taking that with a grain of salt that those are someone else's highlights. I love Instagram because mm. I just use it for myself. You know, mm. I what I do is I just follow people that inspire me to get out of bed and keep practicing my yoga. So I follow these crazy yogis. And I think they didn't get that by not getting up. So just get up. But I don't compare myself Mm. or, you know, great foodies because, you know, I want to keep educating myself around food for gut health, etc. Or, you know, people who are in the positive cycle, mindset industry. So I'm learning from them. So I use it as a learning tool rather than as a comparison tool. Mm, It's a really positive thing. And I think Mm. always looking at who are the positive beacons on Instagram that are really inspirational. Yeah, to you and what's inspiring to me and what's inspiring to you will be two different things. Mm. It's if you're connected enough to acknowledge when you follow someone, does that make me feel good or does that make me feel not so good? And you don't know until you're really asking yourself those questions. And that's bringing us right back to the beginning with who are you without your job? You've got to really understand yourself. What pushes your buttons? What makes you tick? What's important to you? All of those amazing things. And when you know that, then you can start making great decisions moving life forward. And this is the thing that you touched on too. Um, Does that make me feel good or does that make me feel bad? One of my favorite sort of mantras in life is the truth is in the feeling. How does Mm, it feel in the very pit of your gut? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You know, this project, following that person, it can be applied to any matter of life. How does it feel? And I think so often we forget to check in and question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that connects the head with the gut, the belly, is the breath. There is a direct connection going on. So if we're not breathing, if we're not taking the time, if we're not looking at ourselves closely in the mirror and going, yeah, you're, you know, you're a kind, wonderful, amazing human being. Let's stop being so mean to ourselves. Let's sit and take some nice deep breaths. Then you, are, you don't know the answers to those questions. Mm, it's you not really possible. need to take that time to reflect. And you, you can't and feel, stop. like you said about feeling, you can't feel if you're not breathing slowly, deeply. So most people are using, you know, 30% of their lung capacity. They're sort of rushing around and breathing only to the top of their chest. Mm. Every time I drive the car, one of my non-negotiables. I saw that on your Instagram, the post One of my note. non-negotiables is I need to, at the lights, push the bottom half of the seatbelt out. So I'm using, I'm getting the air right down into the lower belly, right down into like my pelvis. And I'm going, oh, I've got to get the air in. And it completely changes your nervous system. It rewires things. It calms everything down. So when you get these decisions and opportunities, you can make really great, well-informed decisions because you're not running on the fly all the time and you have calm confidence. 
Yeah. Calm confidence can't come when there's no oxygen in your brain because you're running around like a crazy on the treadmill and you're not breathing correctly. So I think the breath is the most important thing in planning. Mm, because you, you, you breathe and it quietens your mind. It calms your mind, doesn't it? Just that act. Well, if you think of a, a glass of water and you, you, you uh, get a glass out of the river and you, it's all murky and it's all crazy and running around and then you sit it on the table and within two minutes all the sediment has dropped to the bottom and the water is crystal clear. That's your brain when you give it some space to breathe. So imagine if you took some space to meditate just for five minutes a day to let the sediment settle. You would have more clarity with your decisions, with your thoughts, with what's important to you, with what you want, which what, what makes you happy. It takes space and it takes stillness and it takes a bit of silence. And unfortunately, people now when they have two minutes of space instead of breathing for two minutes they'll stuff it full of more images and mm. more breaking news and, and more twitter and more snapchat and more instagram rather than going i could have had two minutes of breathing and got some clarity in my mind mm. and just close your eyes so sacred focus. yeah i love it so mm. sacred hopefully our listeners are, are yeah. now sitting there with their mind yeah. their eyes closed and taking the time to breathe and yeah that type yeah of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think I suppose that's probably a nice time to tame. So if everybody can remember um, after our chat, once the podcast finishes, to take those 10 breaths and, and really yeah. take the time to focus on yeah. um, their life and living more purposefully. And one, one's probably rounding question is just around tell me what, what are you working on at the moment? What's your proudest achievement? Tell me more about what you're doing. Um, I think my proudest achievement is the Life Plan, the book, which is um, at Kiki K stores around the world. That book you know, really came from my heart. There's a lot about my journey through it as well, but the photography is outstanding. Oh, it's, oh, it's just amazing. Just, just to so hold good. it I just want to hold it. it. Yeah. And every single picture was purposely taken for that book. So we spent three days. We took every picture of every leaf. The pile of rocks. Oh, the, the pile yeah, of yeah. Everything was taken exactly for the page of that book. So there was a lot of work put into that book. And I'm really proud of that and... I had a lot of people who have emailed me, which I'm so grateful for, saying it's really changed their life and helped them with some purpose. Um, the other thing I'm really proud of is my um, commitment to keep learning, you know, that we never know it all. Um, I'm always striving to be a better version of myself and the bigger version of myself. And what's the 80-year-old me telling me to do now? You know, is it a good decision or a bad decision? And I think that connection to self and I've done a lot of work with a lot of coaches on myself um, has really um, made my life much richer which is what I'm proud of mm. and it's mm. interesting that even you're still getting coaching as well so it's as you say we're oh, always evolving yeah, you can't we? coach yourself yeah definitely it's, it's like working out with a personal trainer you work 10 times harder with the trainer than on your own mm. and when you have a coach it's um someone to be a sounding board but it's someone to push you outside your comfort zone as well and to really challenge a lot of your thoughts that you're thinking and where you're finding that you're creating that stuck energy for yourself and they're challenging you to grow all the time so yeah it's wonderful I, I 
definitely invest every year in, in, a, in a coach. Mm, there's a lot of takeaways mm. there. I feel like we could just keep talking for hours. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we'll have you back on the show another time. Okay. And we can yes. talk some more, more topics. So thank you so much, yeah, Thank you for having me. Absolutely and I hope delightful. everyone's taken some little tiny gem away. And I think the key is to keep it really simple. Simple breathing, simple writing down your goals, simple date nights, just simple things. Moving of your body same time every day. It just creates a nice solid foundation to build a, a wonderful life from. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, I'm testament to that. Thank you. Thank you, Shanna. Thanks very much for listening. For more inspiration on living more with less, head to simpleorigins.com.au.